Well, it ain't a meteor. Yeah, it is. It came out of the sky. Well, I'm sure it did, but it ain't no meteor. It's a big old frozen chunk of shit. What? Oh, yeah. See, them airplanes, they dump their toilets 36,000 feet, and the stuff freezes and falls to Earth. We call them Boeing bombs. No, that, that, that can't be. That's not what it is. No, I'm afraid so. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. Yeah, that's, that's a space peanut. No, I'm afraid not. This is a big old frozen chunk of poopy. As far back as educated men have recorded their history, veils have been lowered to disclose a vast new reality, rents in the fabric of man's awareness. And somewhere in the endless search of the curious mind lies the next vision, the next key to his infinite capacity. everybody what's up we're going to try to record a show right now but we're we're having bizarre skype issues as always i think it would you say the storm is rolling up the coast from from yeah harvey tropical storm we're supposed to have tropical storm winds and rain this evening into tomorrow Mm -hmm. that's really weird because you would think it i'm I'm more west than you are and it's kind of a big storm bro I'm getting little clippings of it up here. I mm-hmm. think we're at the very tail end of it. So unless it's spinning, well, I guess it would spin towards that direction. Yep. So I don't know. And then next week for my birthday, we may be getting hit with Hurricane Irma. Um, mm-hmm. In honor of Mother Nature being an asshole, we've decided to yeah. cover a lot of strange nature-oriented stories with some other stupid Ish. stuff-ish <laughs> in there. <laughs> so <laughs> this will be a return to the Ramblecast format. Before I go any further, I just want to say thank you to everybody who called in requesting to be beaten by a chalupa. I was only no, expecting bizarre. one or two of you. Yeah, like people – like nobody ever calls into our show. Oh. And I go on Facebook and type in, does anybody want to call in to say they're going to be beaten by a chalupa? And then my phone, which is tied into Hello, the no. Gmail account, yeah, my phone starts blowing up. And it's all these people going, I want to be beaten by a chalupa. And Ray, up in Traverse City, he calls out of nowhere and says it. It was pretty odd. Logan called too, but – I had already had the show edited and ready to go by then. And Poor put it Logan. In the Always yeah. a bridesmaid, never a bride. Well, the whole thing, the whole taco thing evolved from him and Jason. Yep. It was the rival phone calls that got that whole taco dot, dot, dot bell thing going. And as always, like it takes me like a year to fill up a folder of those kinds of stories. And the day after that show drops, like four stories drop of crazy people beating each other up in fast food places and insanity. Does. And I was like, no, this couldn't have happened yesterday. So anyways, um, I'll start off with a story here. I'm sure there's like a million other things that I wanted to say. Oh, yeah, I do want to say up front right off the bat, if you are one of our listeners and for whatever reason, if you are somehow getting this podcast and you are down in the Houston area, be safe. Please be safe. You know, well, they're still getting it's weird because there's other there's parts of that city that I guess the floods are receding, but there's other parts of the city where the floods are waters are rising because of their um Surge and drainage. 
Yeah, surge and drainage and the uh, levees that they have to, they're letting water out of them at a controlled rate so the levees don't fall apart. So, I don't know. This, you know, if if you're hearing this, just know that you're in our thoughts, which probably ain't going to do you much good, but hey. Wow. <laughs> well, no, that's the new thing about memes going around. There's one of our listeners that's like really big into the atheist community, and they keep posting these memes like, guess what? Your first arrival of thoughts and prayers arrived, and it's a U-Haul truck, which is empty in the back. And I'm like, okay. I saw, I saw one today I, that said, I'm hauling sailboat fuel. <laughs> I can see, you know, if you're not a religious person, somebody saying, well, you're in my prayers, not meaning much to you, but it still means something when somebody says, hey, you're in my thoughts, you know, at least some, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. Yeah, that can't do anything, but it's better than going, well, I'm not thinking about you. You're screwed. I'm going to go out. You know, I've never quite gotten that. I understand. Oh, you're in pain. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I understand. The, I, I appreciate the sentiment behind it, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Here, let's let's move along. And we're just going to go through a mad debauchery of strange stories that have popped up. I'm going to read the first one up from The Independent. As always, when we read these new stories, they very well could be fake news. But yeah. um, this one is from The Independent, and it came out, oh, God, it was last week. And this is a merman told a man to drive his car straight into the sea, which that's the perfect place where a mermaid would tell you to go. I've never found the fascination with mermaids. I guess from the waist up I could, but from the waist down, what are you going to do? You know? (laughs) Uh, 36-old Lim Penjing has been accused of endangering the personal safety of others after he drove his car into the sea at Ocean Drive off Sentosa Cove last Friday. Sentosa? I don't know. Sure. Okay, Sentosa. W. Off W last Friday. W. Uh, In a truly bizarre incident, Lim was seen crashing through the safety barricades and plunging into the water while he was hotly pursued by the Sentosa Rangers on motorbikes. (laughs) It is unclear why Lim was being chased. (laughs) In the traffic altercation that ensued, one ranger, Ermin sure, suffered a cut on his right knee. Oh, the fatality. Poor As for Irvin. Lim, his car his car had sunk to the bottom with him trapped in it. He Good. was only rescued when a super yacht captain, David Roberts, super, super yacht, yacht, super yacht, David Roberts happened to be in, in, to be nearby, jumped into the water and pulled him out of his car. Uh, Roberts managed to loosen the man's seatbelt through a small opening underwater, but could not open the car doors. He resurfaced and got a rock from a bystander, using it to break through the windows and pull them out. Can you imagine being stuck inside that minivan and you got a guy busting your window, then all the water rushing in and everything? Nope. I want to get to the part where it talks about the mermaid. An eyewitness told the Chinese Daily that Lim spoke repeatedly of dying and said that a mermaid mermaid had told him to plunge into the sea. Uh, Lim has since (sighs) been remanded in the Institute of Mental Health. He will appear at court on September 8th. As for the mermaid, she is now down under the sea with fidgets and things. Under the sea. See, now, that guy who jumped in, he is mocking karma. He should have just let the guy die. Darwin is angry now. (laughs) Why don't you... (laughs) Here, take us to Mother Earth, which is probably also a fake news article. Houston resident comes back to flood hit home, finds nine foot alligator inside. On Friday, Texas resident Brian Foster 
returned to his home in Harris County to assess the damage caused by Hurricane Harvey. As he walked around the house with a cleanup crew, a scary intruder greeted him in the dining room, a giant alligator sitting right under the dining room table. Look at that guy. Mm-hmm. That's a real picture. That can be terrifying. Yeah, I think this is legit. Sure, why not? The homeowner immediately called 911 because they're alligator wranglers, who then informed the wildlife department. Because it they're took... alligator wranglers? Exactly. It took several wildlife officials about 20 minutes to capture the nine-foot-long reptile. With its mouth taped shut, they lifted the alligator and placed it in the back of a vehicle. The Harris County Police Department tweeted that the animal would be taken back to its natural habitat because dining rooms are not its natural habitat. Several animals have been displaced after Hurricane Harvey made landfall as many people were forced to leave behind their pets. Some people actually left their animals there on purpose. An alligator farm in Houston expressed worry that its 350 reptiles could swim out of their enclosures if the flood water kept rising. Yeah, of course they could. Last week, another dangerous encounter with a reptile was reported when a Texas woman filmed two alligators swimming in her flooded backyard. Did you see the uh, fake picture of the shark swimming along the freeway? That was that picture was taken before Hurricane Sandy. That's and been was, going around since then. And it was tweeted by somebody in Australia. Yep. So, um, all right, get the next one, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Couple trapped. Yeah. From Grub Street. Houston couple trapped by Harvey's called Chick-fil-A to order burritos and a boat. J.C. Spencer and his wife Karen successfully rode the bulk of Harvey out inside their North Houston home. But on Monday, water suddenly started flooding the bottom floor pretty fast. Realizing they had to leave, J.C. did the only logical thing. He had to get out, so I called Chick-fil-A. Now, that sounds kind of funny. J.C. Spencer said in the interview on GMA Wednesday, in order to get two grilled chicken burritos with extra egg and a boat. Uh, fortuitously for the Spencers who say they're regulars at that location, the manager on the other end was the owner of a boat and she sent her husband to retrieve them. The vessel was sort of small though. The Spencers tell good morning America. They were busy plotting how to cram as many of their possessions aboard as possible. When (laughs) it so happens two totally unrelated jet ski heroes arrived out of the blue and offered to transport them, freeing up space on the Chick-fil-A manager's boat. In the end, in the end, JC admits he fled without his wallet or wedding ring. Ooh. Although he's since gone back to the house and found both of these items. Uh, I thought he was a gigolo. The Spencer's lucky streak is really something to behold. Just think what would have happened if their home had flooded the day before on Sunday. That's right. They're closed on Sunday. They are. It's stupid. All right. We're going to move on to... Uh... We haven't done this in a while, so we're going to cover some biblical jackass. <laughs> I just <sighs> oh, this infuriates me. All right, this is from Salon, and two people have said this thus far. I think Ann Coulter was the one who started this thing. Uh, okay. This pastor thinks that Houston deserves Hurricane Harvey because of its pro-homosexual mayor. There's always some jackass in the religious community. It's usually Pat Robertson that says something like this. That wingnut needs to just go away. Where it's like, you know, well, yeah, that happened because of this reason. So anyhow, uh, repairing your houses after hurricane, if you're going to hell, is just not worth it. Uh, 
Pastor Kevin Swanson believes that the storm that has ravaged the southeast coast of Texas is a product of God and occur and occurred partly because the cities like Houston have not rep- not repented. I almost said represented. <laughs> you best represent. Uh, Jesus sends the message home unless Americans repent, unless Houston. Re- I keep wanting to say represents. Unless Houston, I'm just going to say it from this point on. Unless Houston represents, unless New Orleans represents, they all likewise perish. Swanson said on his uh, Colorado-based radio show that is the message that the Lord Jesus Christ is sending home right now to America. Swanson, Such pastor in the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, insisted that the storm and storms such as Katrina and Sandy came from the hand of God because cities are generally liberal-leaning, which <sighs> means they vote for more government, more abortion, and of course, more sexual perversion. A lot of this has to do, well, actually, there's more of the story. Swanson added that Houston has been persecuting pastors and churches and that the city once had a very, very aggressively pro-homosexual mayor, which is why God punished them with a record-breaking national disaster. <sighs> I think that the entire state of Texas and the entire United States of, of America needs to take a note of this, Swanson said, and realize that there is a God in heaven. He brings his judgments and calls the nations to repentance as he is doing right now. This and lets children starve and people die. He concluded by adding that God exists, God judges, and that unless you represent, you will likewise perish. <laughs> represent sounds so much better. Mm-hmm. And repairing your houses in Houston after the hurricane is useless if you're just going to go to hell. Repairing your houses after a hurricane if you're going to hell is just not worth it. So, hey, you don't even bother repairing your houses. Uh, Swanson wasn't the only one to make these utterly bizarre and baseless claims. Conservative provocateur and Coulter... That woman drives me up a wall. Tweeted yep. this week that it's more plausible that God struck Houston with a devastating storm because they had an openly homosexual mayor rather than a byproduct of climate change. I don't believe Hurricane Harvey is God's punishment for Houston electing uh, a lesbian mayor, but that is more credible than climate change, culture. Yes, tweeted. because science doesn't stand up for anything. It's just God. Fuck these assholes. Moving along, I guess I will cover <laughs> Joel Olstein or Austin or whatever the hell his whatever name is. Whatever his name is. So, Smiley smarmy bastard. I think pretty much everybody knows the story at this point about why he didn't open up his church. And it started out from what I can ascertain on Twitter saying we can't open our church because the church is flooded right now. And then there was a, punch, a couple of pictures which turned out to be the parking structure and he claimed our church is flooded. So then this other guy who fancies himself as a Christian, but he's like, listen, this isn't how we all are, blah, blah, blah. I give the guy props for this. And he got mad about it. He was like, I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. And this is how the way things should not be. So the guy walked, he said three miles in his video and he videotaped the church. He walked around the church and was like, mm-hmm. look, there's no floodwaters here. Everything's fine. Everything's dry here. I can walk around here. Um, and then he was... Uh, the tweets quickly changed to, well, we didn't know that we, we couldn't open up the church because we didn't have people around here. They were too busy dealing with the floods. That quickly changed to the government didn't ask us to open our doors. Like, d- does a government need to have to ask a church to open its doors to people who need help? Isn't that the basic tenet of a religion to help people in need, you know, for the yes. most part? So th- this is the place where the Houston Astros used to play. It's a giant, giant facility. So Over then it turns thousand seats. Exactly. So then it turns into, oh, yes, we've, we've got our doors open. We're allowing people in here. We never said this, blah, blah, blah. Apparently, 
he was deleting tweets and blocking people as fast as they would go up. Every time somebody would post something or a video or pictures or something like that, he would hurry up and delete the tweets. I guess it's come out that his brother ran the Twitter page or whatever. Twitter page. Wow. You're new to the interwebs, huh? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So now there's an article in USA Today is talking about it, and I sent it over to you, and there's a video on here that I'm not going to click, but, ow, I just smacked my hand. There's a picture of him. God punishing you. Behind him is this mountain of diapers. It's like they've got like this perfect photo op. He's like, oh, yes, our church is open. We're letting people in now. And all of a sudden, there's like this mountain of, of donations and stuff, which I don't know how the hell they got out of wherever down there. Because um, he had also said, yes, this area is flooded. This is why we can't open up the church. So there's a local podcast up here in Detroit that found out about this and went on Google Maps and found the hotels and the businesses that were around the place that were open and started calling them saying, are you guys open? Do you have rooms? And they're like, well, we're open, but we don't have any rooms available right now. We're all booked up because of the storm. And they're like, so you guys aren't flooded, right? They're like, no, we're not flooded. you know. And they said, well, you are across the street from this church and stuff. And they're, everybody was like, yeah, we're across the street. We're fine. There's no, there's no flooding where we're at right here. Everything's fine. So the guy has been caught like six ways to Sunday, pardon the pun, <laughs> and it's lie. And there's still people, this is what irritates me so much about once somebody gets a belief or once somebody finds something that they're following, they will pursue it relentlessly regardless of what's thrown in their face. And there's still people like, oh, no, no, this, this he never said that, that never happened. And it's like the tweets are right here. People have saved these tweets. He's Everything that he said has been documented and proven. And the guy's still not, you know, oh, no, no, we never said that, blah, 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 blah. So that's my little bit of anger is like this guy's like a mega, <laughs> mega church guy that's just rolling in the dough. There's some well, funny let's get, it, let's get it straight, though. He didn't make his money from the church, though. He made no, he his made money from, from books. Oh, he still makes money from the church, dude. Well, when he just, goes on, look, he was here in Michigan. Enough of your fake news. <laughs> <laughs> he was here last year up in Michigan. I think he was at. I think he was out at the Palace of Auburn Hills, which was where the Pistons used to play, before, but they're moving downtown now. Every time he does one of these events, he sells out. So he makes money. He, he mm-hmm. makes his money. No problem. Yep. He makes his money. Yep. So anyways. All right. Uh, we're going to take a real quick break, run an ad, and then we're going to barrage you guys with a whole bunch of useless Eclipse news. Now that the Eclipse has passed us by. I'm trying to use the phone. Thank you for calling. Peace. Well, this is Paranormal Sasquatch, and I do know that this is a little bit after the Fat Food Freakout, you know, show and all, but I figured I'd do it in a, I don't know, just do it, because, I don't know, we live in a society where it's just the effort that counts. So instead of bitching about Taco Bell, why don't we just pull through the drive-thru and see what they have to say about it? So bear with me. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, can I get a number eight, um, crunchy, with no lettuce and extra cheese, and I need a pink lemonade to drink with that, and then I also need a number ten, with no sauce and no lettuce on the gordilla, and then two soft tacos with no lettuce and a water to drink with that one. Because I don't drink soda. He needs some um milk. And then I need two orders of cinnamon twist. And then. And then. 
Uh, yeah, I just got a quick question. Um, can you say the word Taco Bell for me? Say what? Say the word Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Okay, so there's no, like, gap in the middle. It's not like Taco, then Bell. It's just Taco Bell, correct? Uh, 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 I think you should agree with me. It's a good idea. Yeah, there you go. See, just Taco Bell. Okay. Is there a space? Taco Bell or Taco Bell? There's no space. Yeah. Exactly. No space. No space. Okay. Thank you. All right. That's it. I know. Well, I just said. He's asking. Yeah. Okay. You see, they don't. Yeah, they're coming. Uh, they were still talking, and I just pulled away. Whoops. They asked me if I was having a contest. Anyways. That definitely answers that question. So, no longer is there a taco dot 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 bell conversation at all. No debate. There's no other answer. It is just Taco Bell. So, cut this shit out. We don't got to talk about it. I mean, we got to talk about it a little bit more if we have to. But we don't got to talk about it anymore because we know the truth to that. And with that, Psychic Sasquatch out. And I'm going to put my foot in your ass if you say then again. Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203-212-9975. Yes, that will in fact put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. Okay, carrying along with Mother Nature is a bitch. Now that the eclipse is over with, because I was... We're all blind and dead. <laughs> Not far from it. That was Take a big that, worry. Flat earthers. That was the big worry, though, was everybody. How many warnings were put out there? Don't look at the sun with your eyes without any kind That's of glasses. Like, don't, don't push the button. What's going to happen? Yeah. Don't don't look at the sun. Don't use eyewear that's fake and can burn your eyes out. Don't look at the sun without glasses. Don't look at the sun without some kind of eye protection. Don't look at the sun. Don't look at the sun. It'll burn your eyes out. So what happened? The president looks at the sun without any kind of glasses oh, or anything geez. on. Did you see that? I'm sure yeah. you did. Of course I did. And then you get a guy in the background going, don't look. Don't look. So we're going to do a little bit of follow-up from the eclipse uh, of retarded, stupid stuff that happened with the follow-up from it. So take us to, <laughs> what a name for a website, myjoyonline.com. And tell yes, us about. Joy. Go ahead. Uh, New York rapper Joey Badass recently announced that he had to cancel several of his upcoming shows due to, uh, making air quotes, unforeseen circumstances. Now, to cut you off real quick, hold on. I have to let everybody know just exactly how Joey Badass is spelled. That's J-O-E-Y, Joey, B-A-D-A, dollar sign, dollar sign. Yo. Yes, of course. For cash money players. Represent, as we all know we have to. Go ahead. Seeing as he had previously boasted on Twitter that he was staring at Monday's eclipse without eye protection, it isn't hard for his fans to figure out what had happened. Am I crazy for watching the eclipse today with no glasses? I've sun-gazed before and after I'd start colors for a whole day. I didn't die, though. No one said he would die. 
Joey Badass tweeted on August 21st. This ain't the first solar eclipse, and I'm pretty sure our ancestors ain't have no fancy eyewear. No, and they seem to have more intel intelligence as well. Also, pretty sure they ain't all go blind. This read guy again. has horrible grammar. Just <laughs> say read that again. That's what it says. <laughs> also, pretty sure they ain't all go blind. That's what it says. I read it exactly how it's written. <laughs> That's just bad. Uh, next day, the New York artist announced that due to unforeseen circumstances, my Cleveland, Chicago, and Toronto shows on the hashtag Everybody Tour are canceled. He didn't mention anything about having problems with his vision, but considering his previous tweets, people started speculating. Turns out they were on to something. On Wednesday, Joey tweeted, seeing double. <laughs> Just, wow. Ooh. Stacking triple, using hip-hop slang for cashing in, which only fueled the rumors that he had canceled shows due to eye problems caused by staring at the eclipse. Finally, Joey Badass confirmed what everyone already suspected by posting a photo of himself wearing a pair of special glasses on Instagram with the caption, Doc said I got to keep these on in the daytime now. A little annoying, but they're pretty fire. Wow. <sighs> you know what I miss? I miss the days when grammar was something. So, yeah, just in case you thought those experts telling people not to stare at the eclipse with special eye protection, perhaps the sad case of Joey Badass will teach you otherwise. It's not clear how severe the rapper's eye damage is, but according to Ralph Cho, a professor emeritus of optometry and vision science at the University of Waterloo in Ontario, Canada, symptoms can include blurred vision, where the very center of the vision might have a spot, or multiple spots, that were missing in their vision, that were very, very blurred. He adds that about 50% of cases, the damage is permanent. You rock on with yourself, Joey Badass. See, that's where me mm. and you different. I would have read that story as Joey Badass cash sign, cash sign. All right, <laughs> sir. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. So moving on, we're going to go to uh, complex.com. And this is porn traffic took a major blow during the eclipse. Giggity, oh. giggity. Uh, in addition to Netflix having to temporarily drop in viewers during Monday afternoon solar eclipse, porn site X Hamster also saw site. a low, huh? Good what? site. <laughs> also saw a low in traffic as potential spectators opted to do something that could actually make them go blind instead of just doing something that their moms told them would make them go blind. Uh, as X Hamster themselves reported from their own blog, which I'm not going to click on, drops in traffic were much more significant areas with that were treated to a complete and nearly complete eclipse, like Charleston, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, and Portland, Oregon, as opposed to areas with partial eclipse. Not that it's something we've thought about, but we guess that makes sense. According to their in-house numbers, this, uh, business dipped by the following percentages in the following areas during the peak hours of a solar event. What's scary is that they have metrics on this, that they've got it down so to the point where they can track mm. where their hits are coming from and all that, that they were like, some oh. Of these, some of these places are right smack dab in the middle of the Bible Belt. Funny that. Yeah. Nashville saw a, 40, Nashville thought, saw a 43% drop in porn traffic. Charleston saw a 36% drop in porn traffic. Portland, Oregon saw a 35% drop in uh, porn traffic, which is weird because I always thought it was cloudy and rainy there. Mm -hmm. well, Miami you know. saw a 21% drop in porn traffic. Los Angeles saw a 15% drop. New York saw a 15% drop. And Chicago saw a 9% drop. Go Chicago. Now, what's also funny is that the Connecticut's areas... not mentioned. No, what? it's not. 
Well, the areas, <laughs> what they're saying is that the, the more total the eclipse, the more significant the drop in porn traffic was. This is science, folks. Science. Afterwards, people made up for lost time by flocking to the site to the tune of 85% surge in Portland, a 63% surge in Charleston. All this goes to show that, as suspected, rubbing one out can't compete with the power of the <laughs> sun. Good thing for X hamster, uh-huh. these things are pretty damn rare. So it, it's just, you know, I get this vision in my head of people going, wow, that was an awesome eclipse. Whoop, I got to go. Bye. Yep. See you later. I got stuff to do too. Bye. And everybody just running their computers to, you know, to spank mm, it out. They probably got overloaded. So let's move on to your best story your your favorite story. Now, this one, we got to say, this one is actually legit, real, not fake news. And we know it's not fake because it comes from foxnews.com. <laughs> it's so, got to be real then. You are fake news. Health professionals report cases where people put sunscreen on their eyeballs to watch eclipse. My God. It's okay. I got SPF 15 on. <laughs> How we are still a viable species, I do not know. Health professional in California reported cases where eclipse viewers sought medical treatment because they put sunscreen on their eyeballs to view last week's solar eclipse. Uh, KRCTV.com reported that these individuals applied to sunscreens because they did not have the NASA-approved eyewear. I used a welder shield. I wish they had. It had to be rated over 14. One of my colleagues at Moonlight here stated yesterday that they had patients presenting at their clinic that put sunscreen on their eyeball and presented that they were having pain and they referred to an ophthalmologist, Trish Patterson, a nurse at Prestige Urgent Care in Redding, California, said. The Sun also reported that doctors in Virginia have reported patients complaining of applying sunscreen to their eyes. Now, see, now, Virginia doesn't surprise me. California kind of does. The nurse said that it only takes seconds of staring at directly at the sun to cause lasting damage to the retina, much like welding. These people, man, really? Ugh. Why didn't they drink it instead? We wouldn't be did reading you, uh, these stories. Did you see any of the eclipse by yeah. chance? Mm-hmm. You did? Yep. We, um, we, it was cloudy here and the sky opened up just long enough as if by an act of God that the, sc- the clouds opened up <laughs> and the sunbeams shine down and we were able to see it. Uh, it wasn't, it was, it was pretty cool. You know, my, my next door neighbor had a welding mask and I was able to look at it with a welding mask. But as soon as the moon started moving out of the way, you couldn't look at it with the welding mask anymore. It was like, all right, that's, that's not working anymore. We're done. So <laughs> I watched mine through a reflection in the water. Oh, yeah, I guess that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. It was like, oh, cool. It's an eclipse, but it's coming back in like what? Seven years or something like that. There's another one. That not goes, to that degree. Well, it goes in the opposite direction though. So whatever, parts of the country like it's that one started like up in the seattle area that went kind of down or something like that where the next one comes through and it goes up like michigan and where you're at are going to be right in line for the better viewing than the next one or something i don't know from what from what i've been reading it's like every couple of years there's an eclipse that happens there's eclipses all over the place all the time a lot of them happen in the middle of the ocean april 8th 2024 that's my wedding anniversary the world is going to come to an end (laughs) So here's my pet peeve about all this. We've all heard about Bonnie Taylor belting out the stupid song, Total Eclipse of the Heart, and she did it live on CNN. I guess it was on some cruise ship or something like that. <sighs> it was a stupid song. My my recollection of this is way back. Stars, uh, some people know who Stars is. She, was, mm-hmm. uh, she had a podcast and she was on here a few times. She posted a video way, way back. It was one of those literal telling videos where it's like, 
the person is singing about what's going on in the video and not singing what the song's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah. So she posted the video, and I've always every time I hear this song, I always think of that video. But anyhow, she got all this, you know, coverage of Bonnie Tyler singing "Total Eclipse of the Heart," which is one of the stupidest songs in the world. Hey, and uh, it is. It's a dumb song. Hey. Um, no, it is. It's a dumb song. It's okay. Hey. It's okay. Um, it's not Bruno Mars. I understand. Yeah, you know, we all we all know of your love affair for Bruno Mars. Uh, That's going way back in the way back. Machine. Yeah, it is. So anyhow, everybody was freaking out about this. The atrocity to all this is is not one single person talked about Ozzy Osbourne at the Bark of the Moon Festival, mm-hmm. who was singing "Bark at the Moon" during the solar eclipse. <laughs> That's awesome. Which did you see the video of it of him doing it? Yes. It's, it's cool. glorious. Yeah, it's awesome. But like that is, in my opinion, a far greater news story. The idea of longtime headliner Ozzy Osbourne playing an afternoon set in a festival might have seemed odd many to, uh, to many fans. I can't believe the guy is still out there kicking it, too. At this point, it's like, I don't know how he's still going. Uh, but it was a concept perfectly timed for him to open Bark at the Moon, just as yesterday's eclipse was taking place. This comes from UnlimitedClassicRock.com. Uh, the performance happened at the Moonstock Festival in Carterville, Illinois. And as you can see in the video above, which is totally badass because the eclipse is total and full and it looks like it's nighttime, but it's really not. But hey, that's how eclipses work. The sky was relatively bright when Ozzy and his band took the stage for the music uh, from Carl Orff's Carmina Burana. But less than two minutes into Bark at the Moon, everything went dark. The uh, fan who shot the video panned to capture the very moment the moon blocked out the sun. The eclipse was over by the time the song ended. That's pretty badass. That's pretty cool to start the song when the sun's like there and then sing the song while the eclipse is going on and then end the song when the eclipse is over with. The four-day Moonstock Festival was specifically designed to celebrate the eclipse, with Osborne's set being the only performance on the main stage yesterday. The Southern Illinois location was chosen because it was roughly where the eclipse would be able to be seen for the longest duration that would suck if it was not there and the clouds were in the sky. Approximately two and a half minutes, festival attendees were given a protective glasses so they could view the eclipse. Uh, Blackstone, uh, Blackstone Cherry, Hailstorm, and Five Finger Death Punch headlined over the course of the weekend. Osborne has only three more dates on his calendar for 2017. He'll be at the Louder Than Life Festival in Louisville, blah, 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 Ozfest, blah, blah, Rob Zombies, F-Tones, uh, F-Tones, Zach Wild, yada, yada, Stuff yada, and things, stuff and blah, things, blah, stuff, stuff and things. things. So... Take us to the last bit of stupid eclipse news mm. where more, or, you know what? I'll let you read. It's from dudescomedy.com. So this could be a fake story. Oregon man arrested after temporarily blinding crowd with pepper spray during rare eclipse. <laughs> Talk about an all time dick move. This dude's number one dick bag. I had a friend drive seven hours to see this eclipse in Oregon. He was pissed off that he had to go that far. Can you imagine the rage he would have if he missed the show because some dude was skeeting some pepper spray into the crowd? I don't I've never heard that term. Skeeting. Skeet, 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 skeet. Wow, Think was, about it. Yeah. Wow. His reason for doing it, I was protecting their eyes. They had no idea the power of the sun spelled S-O-N. Look at this. The it gets gods worse. Came, wow. The gods came to me and told me that people weren't ready I needed to make them ready. I needed to make them whole. The sun would have melted them down into a fury of fire. This dude sounds real normal. According to ABC Warm Springs, Oregon. 
On a day that felt like a national holiday for an entire nation, a total solar eclipse briefly plunged central Oregon into darkness Monday morning while providing some stunning celestial imagery, except for those poor bastards who got sprayed. The region became the hub of eager sky watchers from all over the world, many of them arriving in the small town of Warm Springs well before the sun came up just to watch it disappear. Seems anticlimactic. You can look around the country and it's cloudy everywhere, said Californian Steve Loney. Here it's going to be a beautiful clear skies totally. No, totality? Totality. Yes, totality is correct. Uh, What more can you ask for? It's a great place. The fun was spoiled when 59-year-old male Richard Murphy temporarily blinded a group of watchers with pepper spray. One witness recalled he, Murphy, was shouting about the sun burning people down. That's when I saw the spray and heard people scream. I thought he might have launched some chemical weapons at them. I ran. Well, he sort of did. Murphy was booked on assault charges. This is not the first, his first arrest. Eight people were treated at the scene. Wow, this guy's a total dickbag. The gods came to me and told me that people weren't ready. I needed to make them ready. I needed to make them whole. The sun would have melted them down into a fury fire. (laughs) Dude, I just get a vision from Raiders of the Lost Ark when the Ark was open. The melting uh, people. Do you see the little thing on the side? I wonder if you're seeing the same images on the right side of the page. The one from Brazer? Yeah. How did you know? Yeah, ex-porn star. How did reacts- I know? Come on. <laughs> ex-porn star reacts to Brazer's videos that she appeared in. <laughs> nice. I know her. Oh, no, you don't. Well, the one underneath it, too. No, That's you don't. Pikachu. Oh, yeah, Pikachu. Dude, Pikachu's doing catches porn? Pikachu's banging behind a tree. Come on, go. <laughs> Pikachu, I choose. Oh, no. (laughs) The chick's looking up and smiling like, hey, what's up? Hey, this is Nock from the Geek Yogurt Podcast. Tune in every week as we discuss movies, TV, comics, and video games. We are on Podbean, iTunes, Satchel, or on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Yogurt Podcast and weigh in on our weekly topics. We all have questions. What happens after we die? Is Bigfoot real? Is my government hiding aliens from us? We all have stories. Join experienced paranormal investigators JP Doyle. They need to make this where there's a hole on the top for your penis. John Gonzalez. <laughs> Same, but my ass is brown. And Roman Avia. Got some underage pictures of me. <laughs> <laughs> While we talk all things paranormal with just a pinch of humor. Find our show, The Just Paranormal Podcast, on all major podcast outlets. And be sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. What if I were to tell you that the forms are not the facts? And what if I were to ask you the shape of water? Water is in a state of constant flow and flux, a paradox of weakness and strength. My name is Aaron David, and I am host of Charm the Water, a weekly podcast centering on the occult and mysticism based in Asheville, North Carolina. You can find us at charmthewater.com or iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, your favorite pod feeder. Come holler. So we're going to wrap this show up with It Fell From the Sky. 
Now, over the years, we've covered a variety of things that have fallen from the sky. We've covered the red rains of India. We've covered frogs falling from the sky, weird space jelly, so on and so forth. But since this is Mother Nature being a bitch, we've decided to, for whatever reason, falling into this trend of food-related items falling from the sky, followed by the aftermath of food-related items falling from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) It goes in and it comes out. So just bear with us until the end of the show here. Let's start off with you taking us to nydailynews.com. And we haven't been there for a while, so let's go to Florida. Of course, because Florida is where it's at. A weird Florida mystery, frozen pork falling from the sky. Meat falling from the sky is weird even by Florida standards. But that's what happened at 4 a.m. Saturday when a 15-pound bag of frozen pork landed on a Deerfield Beach home of Travis Adir and his family. Adir said Thursday that a package hit his roof with a big bang. He thought it was thunder, but his wife, Jeannie, later went outside and found two bundles next to the house. His son, Austin, found three on the roof. There's your freezer full of meat right there. <laughs> it's from God. It had to fall from the sky, Adir said. It was too heavy to be thrown on the roof. The home is near three airports, so Adir thinks it fell from a plane. The Federal Aviation Administration had no immediate comment on Thursday. Of course they didn't. Labeling on the package shows it originally belonged to Jim Williams, who lives 170 miles away from in uh, Mayaka City, a rural town of 6,300 residents. Williams, who owns a company that prepares fields for planting, said Thursday he bought some pigs from some children at a county fair in January. <laughs> and then he bought some magic beans and he planted those beans in the ground. God, <laughs> only in Florida. By magic beans, I mean crystal meth. He kept much of the meat and gave some away, but he has no idea how any of it ended up on a deer's roof. He is not a pilot and doesn't own a plane. I would have thought 15 pounds of frozen meat falling from an airplane would have put a hole in the roof, Williams said. His friend, Jimmy Fussell, I guess that's how you say it, who owns a butcher shop that processed the pigs for Williams, said the mystery, said the mystery which was featured on Jimmy Kimmel Live, certainly beats hearing about all the politics going on. And has given Mayaka City a laugh. As for the meat, well, Adir's, the Adirs threw it away. Though Williams has offered to throw the family a barbecue. Why would you throw, throw it, it away? away? Was it? Well, he said he gave some of it away. No, the guy who bought the pigs said he gave some of it away. Yes. Man, if it was mm. frozen, I, I can't say I would. I, I think I would have kept it. I know I, you would. Yeah, yeah, totally. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Free meat, man. You're kidding, man. That's that's a lot of meat. This shit ain't cheap. All right, moving on. Uh, we know this is not a fake news story because it comes from Fox News. Not fake news. Not fake news. Totally not fake. Call for, oh, God. Bigly. Cow falls off of cliff, crashes into van on highway. How the fuck? Mess. <laughs> you know what I get the vision of, right? The first thing that comes to my mind is the Monty Python on the Holy Grail, where they bring the oh, catapult yeah. out and they're catapulting yep. all the livestock. Uh, Manson, Washington, Charles and Linda Everson were driving back to their hotel when their minivan was struck by a falling object, a 600-pound cow. The That's Eversons a big in- were unhurt by the cow, which had fallen off a cliff and had to be euthanized. <laughs> so the cow actually survived falling off of the cliff onto the van. Huff bastard. Uh, the year-old cow fell about 200 feet from the cliff and landed on the hood of the couple's minivan, causing heavy damage, which you guys can't see the picture of the front of this minivan is Dude, decimated. It's torqued. 
Chalan, is, is it Chalan? C-H-E-L-A-N. I'm going to pronounce this. Shaolin. Shaolin. Okay. A Shaolin County monk, sorry, Shaolin County <laughs> fire chief, Arnold Baker, Begging. said the couple missed being killed by a matter of inches, of inches in the incident Sunday on the highway near Manson. The Eversons visiting the area from their home in Westland, Michigan, represent 10 minutes away from my house to celebrate their first wedding anniversary, were checked into Lake uh, Shaolin Community Hospital. It's not Shaolin Community Hospital as a precaution. Everson, 49, said he didn't see the cow falling and didn't know what happened until afterward. He just kept repeating, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. Yeah, well, that's like a story for the ages, man. You're driving home and you get your your minivan gets crushed by a cow on your wedding anniversary. You know, it's that's an omen. I would have been like, can I, the cow since, since my truck's destroyed and you have to euthanize the cow. Can I have some meat from that? Yo. Wow. All right. uh, Let's go over to Wikipedia to cover the meat showers of 1876. Yes. We're going to Kentucky. We have some friends from Kentucky. The Kentucky meat shower was an incident occurring for a period of several minutes on March 3rd, 1876, where what appeared to be flakes of red meat fell from the sky in a 100 by 50 yard area near the sediment of Rankin in Bath County, Kentucky. Most of the pieces were approximately five centimeters or two inches square. At least one was 10 centimeters, 3.9 inches square. The phenomenon was reported by Scientific American, the New York Times and several other publications at the time. We're not sure if that was fake news or not. The meat appeared to be beef, but according to the first report in Scientific American, two gentlemen who tasted it judged it to be mutton or venison. Why would you put that in your mouth? B.F. Ellington, a local hunter, identified it as bear meat because bear often spontaneously combust and go into the sky. (laughs) Writing at the sanitarian, Leopold Brandis, there's a name you don't hear often. I like Leopold. Identified the substance as Gnostic. I don't know. A, ge- a genus of cyanobacteria. No, absolutely not. Brandis passed the meat sample to the Newark Scientific Association for further analysis, leading to a letter from Dr. Alan McLean Hamilton appearing in the middle record or medical record and stating that the meat had been identified as lung tissue from either a horse or a human infant. Oh, what is, what, how is it? Wait a minute. Either a horse or a human infant. I didn't know we were that close to horses. What, what does that even mean? The structure of the organ in these two cases become almost identical. No, no, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. The makeup of the sample was backed up by further analysis with two samples of the meat being identified as lung tissue, three as muscle, and two as cartilage. Well, human lungs are a lot like equian lungs. Oh, sure, absolutely. It's equine, wrong. Brandis Gnostic theory relied on the fact that Gnostic swells in a translucent jelly-like mass when rain falls on it, often giving the impression that it is falling with the rain. Uh, Charles Fort pointed us out in his book, The Book of the Damned, that there had been no rain. Locals favored the explanation that the meat was vomited up by buzzards because they often <laughs> pick apart human infants. As in a custom, seeing one of the companions disgorge himself immediately followed suit. Dr. L.D. Casting, cat, that guy, presented this theory to the Louisville Medical News as the best explanation of the variety of meat. Vultures vomit as part of the making of quick escape and also the defensive mechanism when threatened. Fuck me. That's not real. Ford explained the flattened dry appearance of the meat chunks as a result of pressure and noted that nine days later on March 12, 1876, red corpuscles 
with a vegetable appearance fell over London. So you got your meat and veg. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Infant, human infant lungs or a horse? Get out of here. <laughs> what the hell is that? How do I follow that up? I don't oh. think I can. Um, right. All right. Let's move on to the dailymail.co.uk. Residents stunned as hundreds of fish fall out of the sky over remote Australian desert town. Residents of a small outback Australian town have been left speechless after fish began falling from the sky. Hundreds of spangled perch bombarded the 650 residents of... Good luck. Oh, you're not going to help me out? The Lajamu? Uh, Lajamanu. Lajamanu. To shy, shy, hush, hush. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's Kajagugu. Anyways. Kajagugu? Asamudu kukululu. Stop it. I am the lethargian of farts. Stop it. Shocking local Christian bomber who was walking home when the strange weather started. She said the fish fell and the fish fell in their hundreds and hundreds all over the place. The locals were running around everywhere, picking them up. Of course, again, this is dinner. The fish were alive when they hit the ground. So they would have been alive when they were up in the air, flying around in the sky. When I told the family who live in the another part of Australia about the fish falling in the sky, they thought I'd lost the plot. I guess that means Australian. Lost your or, yeah, you, you, you're nuts. <laughs> uh, Why can't they just say normal shit? Foster's Australian for beer, which is funny because everybody we know that's Australian that we've ever talked to. Foster's. Everybody, t- they hate Foster's. Yep. The same way that everybody that we know lives over in Ireland hates Guinness. Uh, right. But no, I haven't lost my marbles. All I can say is that when I'm, I'm thankful that I it didn't rain crocodiles. Meteorologists say that the incident was probably caused by a tornado. It is common for tornadoes to suck up water and fish from rivers and drop them hundreds of miles away. Uh, Mark Kersmeckers from the Australian Board of Meteorology said, once they get up into the weather system, they are pretty much frozen, and after some time, they are released. Uh, Lajamanu is located halfway between Darwin and Alice Springs on the edge of the, oh, I'm so sorry, Australian listeners, Tanami Desert. Tanami Desert. This is not the first time residents of the small town experienced fish falling out of the sky. We should have just called Brent and had him read this. Resident Les Dillon, 48, said, In the early 1980s, I was at the Alice Springs Tavern Hotel, and when I walked out of the door, I saw all these little fish fall out of the sky. Yes, I had a couple of beers, so none of my friends believed me. I have a rung of heaps of people to let them know. I I have rung heaps of people. That means call. I have rung heaps of people to let them know that I wasn't drunk back then. It really happened. So, so far we have covered, uh, we've covered pork. We've covered cows. We've covered baby lungs and horse lungs. Jesus Christ. Let's move along to shark. Have you ever eaten shark before? I have. It's delicious. I love shark. It's really chewy. Like when you look at it, it's really like rubbery. And then when it cooks, it just comes real nice and tender. Oh, it's so it's good. It's just like swordfish. I have had swordfish as well. Now mm. I want to eat it again. Why don't you take us to uh, abc13.com? And I have no idea where the hell this is from. Oh, Virginia Beach. Shark falls from the sky, lands at Virginia Beach's family backyard. Virginia Beach, Virginia, KTRK, a home in the oceanfront neighborhood has become the talk of the town after a family who lives there found a shark in their backyard. A 13-inch dogfish shark, it's kind of redundant, often referred to as a sand shark, was found in the middle of their wooded backyard. The kids found it, and they came, I just lost this plot. (laughs) That's a rather disgusting point to lose the plot at, but okay. Wow. Uh, 
The kids found it, and they came upstairs, and they were all excited and said, we found a shark in the backyard, Sue Bowser told Wavy TV. Nice. That's a nice name. Bowser knows the shark didn't walk or swim there. Wow. Really? She believes it fell from the sky, likely a result of a bird losing its grip on the shark. There's a little mark on the side where the talons probably went in, and it's a little bloody on the side where the talons had poked him. Bowser told Wavy TV. Hopefully not too many more will be falling from the sky. Bowser plans to keep the shark in the freezer for a few more weeks to show off to her friends. That's so morbid. She she hasn't decided on whether they'll bury the animal or toss it out with the garbage. All right. I got a couple other ones here. Uh, moving on to popularmechanics.com. Lake County Candy Shower. Uh, mm. On two separate... Mm. Nights in 1857, sugar crystals ranging from the size of one-eighth inch to one-quarter inch fell on a pleasantly surprised citizenry of Lake County of North California. According to the History of Napa and Lake Counties, published in 1881, syrup was made of it by some ladies, some lady residents of the section. No cause was discovered and no explanation was provided, but the tome did conclude, if this is canard, it surely is a sweet one. I have no idea what the hell that means, but anyways. Mm. Those are spice drops in the picture, too. Now yeah, I want spice drops. drops. Yeah, I know. Mm. I don't like mm. spice drops. I like just, well, there's some I spice love drops I love. spice drops. Uh, the green ones are, winter green are probably my favorite ones. Clove. What color are those ones? The black ones? Uh, orange. Clove or orange. Okay. So that's the flavor that tastes like asshole. <laughs> eat a lot of asshole do you no all right moving on to list verse i'm going to cover two of these because they're short list verse has got a lot of these things and i might cover one more here at the end uh this is non-dairy creamer in the 1920s there was a song called you're the cream of my coffee you're the cream of my coffee no dude no okay well, in 1969, in the town of Chester, South Carolina, there was enough cream for everyone's coffee, and it came falling from the skies. In 1969, the Borden Company, which manufactures Cremora, a powdered non-dairy creamer, which, as you said, is incredibly flammable, had a problem mm-hmm. with his exhaust vents. Every time the vents became clogged, puffs of non-dairy creamer would spew from the air. When the puffs of creamer mixed with rain and dew, the result was a gunky, sticky mess. Thankfully for the town, though, the Borden Company fixed the problem and was eventually slapped with a $4,000 fine for release seeing Cremora beyond plant boundaries. They actually, Cremora. <laughs> they actually created a law to be able to slap them with a fine. Sure they did. So moving on, now that you've had this bountiful feast falling from the sky and you've oh. got yourself stuffed on various forms of meat, human lung and horse lung. Um, we're Baby, gonna move lungs. Baby, Baby lungs. Baby lungs. We're going to move along to the byproduct of what happens okay. afterwards. So uh, take the first one here. It's from New York CBS Local. FAA, falling frozen waste from plane possibly caused holes in Long Island roofs. Homeowners disgusted at the notion of blue ice causing expensive damage. Ain't that the shit? Valley Stream, New York, CBS New York. The Federal Aviation Administration is now looking into why two homes on Long Island have gaping holes in their roofs. The homeowners suspect something fell from the overhead plane. And what it may have been has them disgusted. The hole in the roof of one Valley Stream home could fit a basketball. Something tore through the shingles, plywood, and insulation at 3.30 a.m. Sunday. CBS 2's Caroline Gusov reported exclusively. Of course, it's an exclusive win. We both woke up to a very loud bang. I looked around. No breeze, no rain, nothing. Homeowner Louis Farella said, adding to the mystery next door at Home Street, there is another hole in a roof. And Grace's roof 
was also torn apart at the same time. She reported it to police who do not suspect it was a break-in attempt. Who breaks in through the roof? Why are you reading this so intensely? I don't know. <laughs> it's a very huge hole. That's what she said. It did a lot of damage through heavy wood. That's what she said. I can't imagine if it hit a person, Grace said. Her roofer found a brown, wet stain inside the damaged attic. She said he can't imagine anything strong enough to make that kind of hole other than falling debris from an airplane. It was Mr. Howdy. Or Mr. Hanky. Mr. Howdy. The Christmas poo. That's a lot of blunt force. And it was coming from a distance. Guy had Taco Bell. It blew through an inch and a half of shingles, and those shingles are tough. Brian Lanzella said. You're just having the hardest time reading this story, aren't you? It's shit from the sky. It's hard to understand what could have done this. It had to have come from a plane. A bird couldn't have done it. Imagine the size of the bird. The FAA said something like this happens a couple times each year. Airplane toilets can leak, and at high altitude. The waste freezes and can break off in chunks in what's known as blue ice. It's no blue ice I want. The FAA said it's sending an inspector to Valley Stream and will check air traffic reports to determine what was overhead Sunday at 3.30 a.m. Then the agency will ask the airline to check the, for leaks. It's not easy to prove a specific airplane is responsible. It's not easy for homeowners to pay for repairs that could ruin or ruin could run into thousands of dollars. Someone said, we need a whole new roof, Farella said. In February, a house in Malvern was pelted with sludge believed to be blue ice, officials said. It's a shitty deal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so <clears throat> moving on, we're going to go to abc7chicago.com, where the, this happened again. Mysterious ice chunks crashed through a man's roof in Ravenswood Manor. Chicago ice fell from the sky and crashed the roof of a man's home in Chicago Northwest side. I, I get this image of like, just like bombers, bomber aircraft carriers just lined with toilets on the inside. And then like the doors open on the bottom and it's like, uh, asses hanging out. Yeah. And, and you know, and they all got gas masks on and stuff and you can hear the planes going, nice. you know, and the clouds are going by down below and then they just let loose, you know, it'd be like a scene from, what was that? Oh, anyways, I can't remember the movie. But anyhow, uh, ice fell. I don't. <laughs> ice fell from the sky through the roof of a man's home in Chicago, Northwest Side. It was frozen waste. Was it frozen waste dropped from a plane that flew over his apartment complex, or something out of this world? God shit. <laughs> wherever the huge ice, wherever the huge ice chunks came from, they caused a lot of damage and created a mystery that has homeowner perplexed. And thankfully, they didn't land on top of his cat. I thought I had a picture of his cat there, but it doesn't. It's a picture of him holding the ice. You guys holding air. Why would you want? Oh, okay. John Connors is keeping the ice chunks. John The Connor. size of bowling balls. <laughs> the size of bowling balls in his freezer in hopes that they will help determine how or why they crashed into his Ravenswood apartment. Tuesday around noon, the information technology specialist was at work when it happened. This doesn't sound like air poop. Come uh, with me if you need the shit. If it had been, if I had been there, I would have been killed, Connor said. Uh, his neighbor's Doris Pettis was home that, at, at the time. I hear this terrible blast. <laughs> I thought it was a gas explosion. 
How it was. <laughs> I walked in and thought a bomb had exploded, Connor said. I looked up and I could see the sky and the planes. Connor said the ice chunks crashed through the roof with such a force they shattered the ceiling beams. Wow, that's pretty damn that's hard. That's hard. Wow. Barely missing his cat, Connors was so shocked when he saw the damage, he didn't notice the fridge Arctic wind whip the frigid Arctic wind whipping through a gaping hole in the ceiling. I already understand what happened here. My chair was soaked with ice, just like encrusted with ice and rugs and soaked from ice that had melted. That's a really bizarre sentence. Mm, indeed chair, it is. My chair was soaked with ice, just like <laughs> this is what I'm going to reread this because it's the way it's written. <laughs> my chair was soaked with ice, just like encrusted with ice and the rugs were soaked from ice that had melted. Okay, sure. It's ice and ice and ice and ice. Lots of icy ice. One chunk was found in his bedroom about 20, 20 feet away from his living room. It's probably pretty rare this is going to happen again. So I can't imagine uh, if that's the case, then I've already bought my lottery ticket. Connor said Connor's friend thinks the ice are mega cryo are mega cryo meteors a term used to describe sure. a large block of ice that seemingly fell out of the clear blue sky there's also possibility it's frozen liquid from an aircraft regardless connor's is hoping his landlord pays for the bills i <laughs> think that this is chunks of ice that built up on the bottom of an airplane and just fell off the airplane either on takeoff or landing more than likely on landing because they pretty much de-ice these things before they take them off Supposed to. So I'm going to guess that it was just air that had, I mean, ice that had built up on the outside of it. And as it was coming down, they probably put the landing gear down from the bottom of the plane. And when that happened, it jarred the ice from the bottom of the landing gear, which in turn bombed this guy's house. I think that there was no foul shit play taking place here at all. No foul uh, shit. Anyway, uh, so the last one, I'm going to read one more because it's a short one. And this one goes back to list first. And this has happened quite a few times, actually. This is a human body. The odds of this ever happening are probably one in a bazillion, but it did happen to Mary Fuller of San Diego, California. There's also another story we didn't put in here about it happening over towards Africa. On September 25th, 1978, Fuller was sitting in her car parked with an eight-month-old son when suddenly a human body crashed through her windshield. Where did the body come from? Unbeknownst to Fuller... Pacific Southwest Airline flight number 182 had just collided with a private Cessna airplane, killing 144 people. The body was smashed through Fuller's windshield, was one of the victims. Thankfully, Fuller and her son suffered only minor lacerations. To this day, this incident is still considered one of the worst California aviation history. There's another Oof. story that I don't have in front of me, but a gentleman was trying to... Um, he was a stowaway, and he climbed up on the airplane's yep. landing gear. And then when the yep. landing gear got dropped down, he fell out of the plane and died. <laughs> they think he so, might have been dead before. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it for Mother Nature being a bitch, even though that these weren't exactly weather-caused phenomena. We did cover eh. the frogs before, right? We've covered frogs? Oh, yeah, we've covered frogs. There's another we one covered here. covered frogs. We covered blood rain. We covered uh, star jelly. There's golf balls and worms. Let's see. On March 4th, I don't remember doing the worms. The, the Galashells Academy of the United Kingdom, David Crichton, soccer class, was in the field in the midst of a game when the students were suddenly pelted with dozens of earthworms that seemed to be raining from the sky. <laughs> Shocked at the sight, some of the kids were laughing while others were scrambling for cover. <laughs> Meanwhile, Crichton, that's what it is, Crichton, not Christian, Crichton scooped up <laughs> handfuls of worms as evidence of the occurrence, and he's sitting like, I got a cup full of worms. Uh, <laughs> After it was over, Crichton spoke with his science colleagues to determine the cause, but none of them had the explanation for it. One teacher thought it was a freaky weather thing, but as it turns out, it was a sunny, clear day. Crichton also noted that the students were far from any buildings, so there was no way that it could have been someone's idea of a practical joke. 
Uh, now, while there's... Worm cannon. <laughs> while there's no ex- clear explanation of this occurrence, whether it was to blame for the worm's rain that pelted woman in the town of Jennings, Louisiana, in 2007. Eleanor Bell, uh, Beale, Eleanor Beale was crossing the street on her way to work when she was suddenly pelted with several large clumps of worms. As Louisiana is prone to sudden tornadoes and rainstorms, it is believed that on that day, a water spout was spotted several miles away, which carried the worms up and drowned them in a poor, unwitting, dropped them on the poor, unwitting beal. See, that the problem yeah, with that is... How did they get that many worms? All I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what's weird about this. I, I have, don't have a problem with the water spout theory, dropping fish and stuff like that on people. But when you have sort a situation of. like this, it's, it's not going to grab just worms out of the water. You know, it's going to grab everything else that's with the worms. It's not... A water spout's not going to sit there and sort through, nope, worm, keep that. Nope, nope, get rid of that. That's grass. Nope, no rocks. Worms, keep mm-hmm. a worm. You know, a, a water spout's not going to sit there and sort through this stuff. That's like the story with the frogs falling from the sky. Yeah, that I don't know. Water spouts pick up everything. estuary of, of uh, just frogs in one area, and that doesn't happen. Estuary is a big word. Sorry. I can't process. Onomatopoeia? Yes. So uh, we're going to call that the show for the week. I do want to take a second. We want to send... Um, Send you know just say uh, say to Roy and uh, Tabitha you know we're with you guys you know there's we got some listeners that are going through a little bit of a, a tiff right now we'll call it that and you're we just, in our thoughts you're in our thoughts <laughs> even though we said at the beginning of the show <laughs> we would say thoughts and prayers but that kind of goes redundant of what we said but you know you know what's up guys you know we've been talking to you and you know what's going on so just wanted to let you know that we're thinking about you and you know we're with you and uh, next week is your birthday so. I will yeah. probably do a show, but you're not. You may or may not be here. The the wife planned some party that I have to cook for. So on your birthday, you have to cook Does, for yeah. a party. Yep. On your mm-hmm. birthday. Yep. <laughs> Is this by choice or no? Wow. See, I was kind of decided without me. So well, me and you both like you like to cook, don't you? You enjoy. I cooking? do. Yeah. Yeah. And they, so. my my middle child's birthday is three days before mine, so. She's the one who wanted dad's lasagna. So, really, I make lasagna yep. as well. Mm. My lasagna is very well received in my family. Same here. So. My mother in law gave up the mantle of lasagna maker. Hmm. That's I don't know. totally inconsequential to anything that's going on in this show. But absolutely, <laughs> you might fall out of the sky. How do you know I don't use infant lung material to make the ground meat and space poop? But um, so you probably won't be here next week. I'll probably I'll put some kind of a show out. I don't know. I'll bug somebody to help me do a show of some kind or another. So I yeah. think that's it. I don't have any more shout outs to put out there other than the fact that I'm trying furiously to book guests right now. Um, a lot of them are over in the UK. That's the problem with the time difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, trying to get Kutch on here. Cutch, if you're out there listening, it's just, yeah, come on. What's up? He sends me this message saying, fuck you and your stupid podcast or something like that. Wow. And I was, yeah, it was a joke, nice. but it was out of the blue. I'm like, what did we do? So that dude's awesome. We That's got hilarious, dude. You like his book? Have you been reading it? Yeah, dude, it's really good. Yeah. I'm not surprised by it. The problem is, is like we got PDF advanced copies of it and I've been wanting to buy the physical hard copy of it. And I just haven't been able to get around to doing it because I like having a hard physical copy book in my hand. So mm. hopefully we can get Kutch on here before the end of the month because you're not going to be on next week. The following mm. week we'll do a show, mm-hmm. which if all goes well, 
Well, we'll deal Don't. with that when it comes. Yeah. And then the following week after that, me and Chuck are heading down to Columbus, Ohio, which as we read before the show started, the two McDonald's that were making the pizza in the United States are officially done making pizza. McDonald's oh. made them quit. So my big plans were me and Chuck are going to go to this big motorcycle expo in Columbus. And then I was like, you know what? Um, where the Mothman sighting took place, that's only a couple hours away. So let's take a day off, and we're going to drive down there. And I said, and the McDonald's that serves the pizza is right up the road. So we're going to go to the Mothman town. They're going to shoot up the road. We're going to have McDonald's pizza. And then they announced, I think it was yesterday, that McDonald's, corporate McDonald's, is making them quit making pizza. Mm-hmm. They're no longer going to be making pizza. And those are the only two outside of the location down in Orlando, which is a special deal because it's a Disney thing. Those are the only locations left that still made McPizza, and they are no more. So Not anymore. My chances of trying McPizza are now completely gone. And I should uh, bug the guy over at whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's and find out what his thoughts on this are. I should actually mm. do that. I should, I should contact sure. him and get a quote from him on it. So anyways, that's this week's episode of Project Archivist, and we are babbling. This is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo from Connecticut. Uh, hopefully we don't die from Irma. Our thoughts are with all the people out in uh, Texas. Oh, I don't God. know. Peace, folks. Bye-bye. <laughs>